0: It was April 4th, 1965, when Colonel Carlisle Smitty Harris's plane was shot down over Vietnam. He was captured and sent to a POW camp for eight years, 2,871 days. He was held in one of the most notorious uh, uh, prisoner camps of any war, the Hanoi Hilton he endured torture and abuse he was confined in horrible conditions and yet somehow or another he managed to find a way to survive and give others hope smitty is on the phone with us uh, now hi smitty how are you i'm just fine how are you i i am great sir uh i am uh i'm interested for you to lay out the story that is in your new book called tap code um, before we get to what the tap code is, tell us the conditions. I mean, what were you, how old were you when you first went down in 1965?
1: I was 36.
0: You were 36 years old and you go down your yes. life. You were, you were married to your uh, wife, Louise. You have children? Yes.
1: You had children? We had two daughters and she was to deliver our third child in about a month after I was shot down
0: oh my gosh so you crash how long before you were captured
1: it was almost immediately uh unfortunately when my chute opened at fairly low altitude i was right over a vietnam village and was only able to uh slip the chute slightly to land just outside the village and There were people looking up at the sky and saw me. I was uh, overcome by people there, some with guns, most with hoses and sticks, but I was captured immediately.
0: And did you have any idea what was in store for you at all?
1: Uh, I knew I was going to be in North Vietnam for quite a long time. I would not have thought eight years but uh at any rate i knew i was going to be confined and uh i knew little beyond that
0: so when you get there it's now called the hanoi uh hilton uh and it was tell us tell us about what life was like for everybody at the hanoi hilton
1: well we lived there were several parts of the hanoi hilton and uh we were; they were separated enough that we did not have good communication between groups. And the North Vietnamese did not let us communicate even with people in the next cell. And they tried to uh, use everything, including torture, to keep us from communicating. Uh, we were mostly held at first in solitary confinement, and then as the— um, More shoot downs were brought in. I think due to pressure numbers, we had a cellmate sometimes. And uh, the food was awful. Uh, It was meager. We lost about uh, 20% of our normal weight in the first three or four months that we were there. Uh, fed twice a day, a watery soup and some rice or sometimes bread.
0: And uh, what was your cell? How big was the cell?
1: The cell was uh, about seven feet by seven feet, and there were concrete bunks on either side with a narrow aisle in between, Uh, sometimes heavy wooden planks uh, were used as the beds. And the only thing in the cell besides uh, us were some heavy stocks at the end of the uh, beds uh, to hold our ankles and also uh, a bucket. And that was it.
0: And Smitty, we know what they did to John McCain. I mean, they pulled his arms out of his sockets. And, uh, I mean, the, the torture that you guys went through is uh horrendous what did you what were they trying to get out of you
1: well initially they were trying to get military information like the capabilities of our aircraft targets organization uh anything that would help them from a military viewpoint but after you know a few months they found that uh They had exhausted their efforts to get that kind of information because we would not cooperate with them at all. We'd give them name rank, uh, service number, and date of birth, and uh, were punished (laughs) accordingly. But they didn't get any good military information. So then they tried to indoctrinate us by telling us the history of Vietnam and everything that was wrong with the United States and uh, then get us to write some statement that was favorable to the North Vietnamese.
0: And if if you were were, unsuccessful, if you were alone and you didn't have anybody to talk to, how how is it that that didn't work to some degree on somebody?
1: Well, it did. Uh, At first, we had no communication between different parts of Hanoi Hilton. And some of the guys were told that uh, everyone else was cooperating why didn't they and uh, that you know using one to yeah. against the other but as soon as we got communication we cleared that all up and uh, started working as a military unit
0: and so you it, as individuals and that communication was tap code and you created this and 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 what was it how did it work
1: well, really i did not create it i had learned it uh, before i went over to okinawa to my duty station there and uh when i was shot down it was not any of the uh services so i had, guess i was the only POW that knew the tap code
0: and is it like uh, S- is it like a morris code
1: Well, no, it was a five-by-five matrix of the alphabet. We left out the letter K. And the first line was A, B, C, D, E. The second, F, G, H, I, J. And the third, L, M, N, O, P, and so on. So you would tap, the first column was A, F, L, Q, V. And you would tap one of those letters, uh, just by tapping identify it and then pause and then over to the letter that you wanted to send. For instance, uh, an L would be a uh, tap, 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 tap. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's all right.
0: I, I, I think I get it. I, I think I get it. So. Um, yeah. Did you, you began to communicate with each other, and how did that change things?
1: Well, it was uh, more, for one, uh, Misery Loves Company, but the biggest thing was that we were able to communicate what was going on, uh, what they were trying to do to each of us, and we could find ways to try to counter what they were uh, attempting to learn from us. And we all being military is with any communication group, no matter how small or or how large that group might be, we would find out who was the senior ranking uh, POW in that group. And uh, he would make, decisions for us we felt comfortable with that because for instance if we would discuss what was the best answer to some of their uh questions and uh, there would be several approaches but he would say we are going to respond this way and everybody's going to be consistent uh-huh. and uh it really helped us uh Avoid giving the uh, North Vietnamese any advantage whatsoever.
0: Do you, Do you know who Hugh Stafford is? Commander of the U.S. Navy, Hugh Stafford. You remember him?
1: Uh, I know the name.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. I was given by his family all of his records uh, from his time uh, there, and it was. Um, I've never I've never read anything I've never read anything like it, um, and. Part of the things that he said was I, at, towards the end, I'm afraid of rescue and I'm afraid of going home because I'm afraid of how I'll react because I know people had to move on with their lives. They don't know if I'm alive or dead and I'm still where I was when I was shot down and went through all of this. But everything has changed when I get home, I'm sure. Were you worried about that with with Louise and the children and without any communication?
1: I, I was not worried at all. Louise and I had a, I'm going to say, a perfect union, and we trusted each other and knew each other. And I also knew that Louise was a very strong person who could take care of our finances, our children, and make decisions for our family. And I knew that when I came home, I would walk through the door, and it would be as if I'd walked around the block.
0: And did she know the whole time? I know she sent 100 packages over. You only got two. but So she knew you were there and alive.
1: Uh, yes. She found out in August, I was shot down in April, mm. that uh, I actually was alive as a POW there. Mm. Uh, but she believed from the very beginning That, uh, even though my squatter mates had seen my airplane go down and a uh, ball yeah. of fire and did not see me eject.
0: Huh. Smitty, my best to Louise. Thank you for sharing uh, some of this. This, uh, this book is epic. It's the epic survival tale of Vietnam POW and the secret code that changed everything. And it really goes between his story and Louise. You really have to hear Louise's story as well, because she played a big role for all of those whose whose husbands were missing um, and these two together are amazing. It's called tap code, a true story, tap code. It's available everywhere would make a great Christmas gift for people. Smitty. Thank you so much. And uh, my best to Louise. God bless. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye.
2: All right, welcome to the program. It's interesting because reading the IG report, and they're doing the hearings on it now, I get the sense that it worked out really well for the Trump administration. Uh, It showed... Oh, I think so too. You know, real problems at the FBI and all various uh, entities looking into the president. And with the exception of the headline of there was no political bias, I mean, I'm not even sure that the political bias means all that much, because if they screwed with these people's civil rights... Whether it was complete incompetence or political bias,
0: it still happened. Everybody should be fired that was involved in this, that made any of these so-called um, errors errors or mm. inaccuracies because there's no way, as we talked about this yesterday, there's no way that all of these things fell in one direction.
2: Yeah, you know, a- If you're going
0: to make a mistake, you're going to make it sometimes it benefits one side and sometimes it benefits the other. All of them benefit against
2: Trump. And we should point out that the political bias argument here is actually better than the alternative which is they just do this to everybody they want to get a fisa warrant on i almost would rather have it as they didn't like donald trump and we're going after donald trump if they're doing this against everybody it's even worse yeah the whole system has to be dissolved yeah um but uh, Barr is uh, attorney general Barr is not is not happy with the with the report and He's not done. And he's not done. Uh, He was uh, interviewed um, uh, yesterday on NBC, and here's what he was talking about when he was talking about the uh, evidence uh, as it, it relates to Russia. Listen. Harshest criticism yet of the
0: FBI's investigation of the Trump campaign, Attorney General Barr said the FBI started with the thinnest of suspicions and kept pushing even after the investigation went nowhere, calling that a threat to democracy.
3: There has to be some basis before we use these very potent powers Mm -hmm. in our core First Amendment activity. And here, uh, I felt this was very flimsy. I think probably from a civil liberties standpoint, the greatest danger to our free system is that the incumbent government use the apparatus of the state, principally the law enforcement agencies and the intelligence agencies, both to spy on political opponents, but also uh, to use them in a way that could affect the outcome of the election.
2: Hmm. I mean, Barr is a real asset to this White House. I mean, he's 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 buttoned uh, up. He quiet. Buttoned up, knows what he's talking about. And all the I mean, he does a great job here. He is talking about. Uh, The investigations uh, on the Trump campaign um, and you know, where was there bias in these investigations? Listen Barr suggested he believes the FBI was biased.
3: The core statement in my opinion by uh, The IG is that these irregularities, these misstatements, these omissions were not satisfactorily explained And I think that leaves open the possibility to infer bad faith
0: I think a lot of people will hear what you're saying here and think, well, that's just Bill Barr defending Trump. Your concern about the FBI's investigation is what?
3: Civil Libertarian? I think our our nation was turned on its head for three years, I think uh, Mm -hmm. based on a completely bogus narrative that was largely fanned uh, and hyped by an irresponsible press. Mm. Uh, And I think that there were gross abuses. Uh, of uh, FISA uh, an inexplicable behavior that is intolerable in the uh, FBI
0: this the abuse that has been going on uh, with the press and with uh, the Democrats on this investigation I think uh, any more of it and it is it is uh, what we faced after FDR FDR had so much power and everyone just kowtowed to him. And uh, right after he died, the the House and the Senate passed uh, you know, a, a new amendment to the Constitution. You, well, you don't get that passed quickly. But it went through quickly as soon as he died. That can never happen again. It was such an abuse of power. Uh, I think we're looking at those kinds of things again. The abuse of power here with the press and the House... And The Parties is just obscene.
1: This
3: is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: This Horowitz uh, IG report is just absolutely incredible. If you want to know how uh, corrupt our FBI is, um, all you have to do is, is listen to these hearings, and there's more of them tomorrow. Uh, and Lindsey Graham is currently trying to get uh, FBI agents to testify. And I think that's important. And here's why. They knew that the Russians were going to try to screw with our elections. We all knew that. We talked to you about that in 2014. Um, Putin was clear on it. Uh, many of his advisors were clear on it. I mean, they were talking about it on on YouTube, for heaven's sakes. Uh, So we knew that they were going to try to influence the election. And we knew that all they wanted was chaos. They didn't care, really, who got in. They just wanted chaos. So they briefed Hillary extensively with, you know, FBI higher-ups to make sure that Hillary and all the campaign knew that Russia was going to try to infiltrate. And they were also going to try to uh, screw with the elections. They didn't give that briefing to Donald Trump, nor his team. In fact, every time that they had information about somebody possibly working for the Russians or working with the Russians or having contacts or maybe meeting with some unscrupulous people, they didn't warn the Trump administration, hey, I don't know if you know this, but we have intel. This guy might be meeting with so-and-so. They didn't do that. In the end, they decided to send in an FBI agent to give him a minimal briefing on what Russia was doing. But when they sent that FBI agent in, it wasn't the it wasn't the briefing that Hillary got or any of the other candidates might have gotten. It wasn't from the same people, even. Instead, the FBI decided to send in an FBI agent that was investigating Donald Trump's campaign and he, they sent them in with minimal information to warn the Trump administration. Their main goal was to get information so he could get in and spy on and see how things were working in the Trump administration. I don't know that that doesn't seem like an inaccuracy. That sounds like somebody had an agenda. I'm telling you, when this stuff all comes out in the end, it is bad it was bad enough what we found uh, in Ukraine. This this IG this report is devastating, devastating, not to the Democrats, but to the Obama administration and the Obama DOJ. Now we've known this for a long no, we've suspected this for a very long time because of the way the DOJ was handling things. I mean, look at the way the DOJ handled the uh, the IRS. I mean, that there was, there was clearly abuse of power. They never did anything about it. Okay. So we've known the DOJ was a mess under Obama. Now you have proof. Now you have proof. Look at how this is coming apart. And, you know, Stu just played a little bit from uh, Bill Barr. He is, his report... And his investigation on this says uh, is going to is going to come out in springtime. This is going to be a bloodbath. It's a bloodbath. If Trump does the right thing and doesn't shy away from this and says we're opening it all up,
2: and I'm sure he's hearing both sides of that, right? Like he's he I would would expect wants to get this out in front of the people and 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 draw attention to it where surely there's people in the white house saying look get this over with get your campaign thing going get out there do your rallies why make this into i mean this is an accusation still an impeachment even though we think it's bs why do we want to be talking about impeachment for the next half of the year um which i can understand the idea there but i don't think it's the right thing to do here if this president can
0: expose the doj the state department the intel community (laughs) And, and show the corruption that came from the Obama administration, came from Hillary Clinton, came from George Soros, uh, plus show how corrupt the Democrats really are and how they've abused this system, knowing these facts and, not, and, and hiding these facts. Uh, he shows who's involved, how they perjured themselves, how they lied and manipulated How they used the FBI, how they denied, denied, denied. And then when you find out all of the facts, uh, it shows that, oh, no, it looks like that is what happened. And they spent three and a half years and God knows how many millions of dollars of our own money. Mm. And they colluded with the press to do it. That is a job that only Donald Trump can do. That is a job that only he is qualified to do. He's the only guy with the balls to do it. He's the only guy with uh with the ability to do it. And everybody's gonna try to talk to him and say it doesn't matter, nobody will watch. He's Donald freaking Trump. They can't help themselves. They all they, do they is will watch the all guy. watch.
2: Every freaking tweet he puts out there is in a news cycle for
0: three months. He should take, they say, don't make the don't make the Senate into a circus. He should have them put circus fabric on the ceiling and the walls of the, <laughs> of the Senate but, chamber, but make sure that the process is not a circus, but everything around it. done. make it a circus, man. You're the only one that can bring every eyeball on the planet. It
2: will be as big as the moonshot. And this specifically is more important if Biden is the nominee. Because all of the stuff that goes around, yes, I know it's bigger than just Biden. But uh, the, the fact that this would be investigated in an in a venue where it would be very difficult to be completely ignored. Where Biden and the people around Biden and the people around Obama. Because remember, the Obama White House, you know, Joe Biden was the vice president in that White House. He's not just a candidate or a guy who has a son who is doing these things. Oh, he's, no. he's very closely involved in all, all of, of this. It. And while it's not just about him, he's a big part of this. And he leads, you know, he still leads in the polls. He's uh, still the frontrunner for the Democrats. And if he remains the frontrunner, having the American people's eyes on this is even more important. And here's
0: the problem. If he doesn't do it, it will split the American people even more. Because the American people will, they know this isn't right. They know something's wrong. But if it's all swept under the carpet and it's just moved on and no answers are really given it will make the democrats and anybody who wants to use this system for their own political reasons more emboldened it will happen again next term guaranteed uh if it's donald trump guaranteed if you don't if you don't uh go in and turn on all the lights and remove the fridge and and kill all the cockroaches, they're going to come back even stronger next season. It will happen. But he'll be able to do that. It will clean the DOJ up. It will clean a lot of this stuff up. And if you don't do it, the American people will go into conspiracy theory because they won't understand why. Why didn't this happen? Why didn't he just do this? Why didn't he just go for it? He's our guy. And all kinds of conspiracy theories will will
2: prop up on both sides. You think this is a real risk? I mean, I, I'm not I as concerned about them. Not doing I, it? I'm concerned that they won't do it right. But I don't think they're just going to push this under the carpet. I think there's enough people out there that want this stuff exposed. Plus, there's that secondary uh, institutional concern, I think, for a lot of the Republicans who think, you know, look— we're the Senate. We have to take this seriously. We have to have we have to have a trial. We can't just ignore it. Um, I think both of those things working kind of together will at least get you a trial. Now, whether the trial is good or not is a whole other story. Whether it's, yeah, so whether they're it's, gonna
0: do they're gonna do a trial. Uh, how do you mean you're
2: you're not sure they're gonna do it right? I mean, are they gonna go into the things that you know we think are important to expose? At any level of of competence. Right. Are are we going to see Chalupa um, testify? Are we going to see Hunter Biden testify? Are we going to see, um, you know, these because, you know, again, the central point here, the thing that, that gets Donald Trump off the hook for all of this is proving that this is in the national interest. The only reason you the only way you can prove this is in the national interest is to expose all is of it. to expose all that you have to go down these roads and say look these this corruption was real it was affecting the United States taxpayers in this way and this is why I was going after it and if you can prove that case, then people will say, well, I understand why you'd go after mm-hmm. Zelensky and say, I don't, and I, I understand why
0: they would try to impeach him with with nothing to go on yeah. because they needed to shut him up. It destroys the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. It destroys the credibility it, and, and restores the credibility of the system, because for as much of a sham as it was in the House, you know, you have the Supreme Court justice presiding over this so you have john roberts presiding i think the senate there's enough serious people in the senate they're not going to screw around with this now they may not want to go into everything and that's a huge mistake that's why i that that's the thing that president trump needs to understand he's the only guy that can do it he's the only guy that now has all the goods. He's the only guy that has the balls to do it, and he's the only guy that can make America watch that because he knows how to drum up, you know, eyeballs. Mr. President, you have a a once-in-a-lifetime chance to become one of the greatest American presidents of all time. You clean this up? Forget about Reagan. You begin to move into the land of the truly iconic great presidents, Uh, and you're the only one that can do it. Let them make a great case and expose all of it. All of it. And become a new great emancipator, somebody that will free us from all of this corruption because it is the corruption is that is it obvious what i'm doing <laughs> the corruption is that bad you can do it be amazing please do it <laughs> and i like your hair <laughs> Someone is putting tiny little. Someone is putting tiny little cowboy hats on pigeons in Las Vegas. <laughs> Animal rescue workers are working now to remove them. Deadline Las Vegas. Someone they don't know who is putting tiny little cowboy hats on the heads of Las Vegas pigeons. And while you might be asking yourself why, one uh, local onlooker has only one explanation. The rodeo is in town. Hmm. Now, I have to tell you, my first question is not why. Someone is putting little teeny rodeo hats on pigeons. Mm -hmm. And they're flying around in these rodeo hats and landing at people's feet. Let me give you this one. Uh, The first time I saw one, the first time I saw one, I was like, oh my gosh, that's cute. Then I was like, wait a minute, how did they get those hats on there?
3: How dare you?
0: (laughs) I would, I mean, the first thing I would think of is how,
2: before why. Before why, you'd say how. How, and who, and then maybe why. I think it's quite damaging uh, to you and your character. Uh, to not assume that the pigeons did it themselves. Well, why are I mean, you not even assuming that they made a fashion choice? They may identify a little bit differently than you. I mean, would I have another category. question.
0: I have another question. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where is this happening? And and where do you get the little teeny cowboy hats? Because they're appropriately sized for pigeons. So they're not, not full
2: size uh, cowboy.
0: Hats. No, 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 they're little. They're mm-hmm. they're pigeon sized cowboy hats. And uh, I mean, look at the monitor. They're red. They're orange. They're perfect. They're perfect for the heads of pigeons. Do you think
2: they were specifically designed for pigeons, or are they for I or don't maybe know. a doll That's a or? question. There's mm-hmm.
0: another question over who. Yeah. Now we'll get to who because they're the only ones that can answer these questions. But uh, so okay. So let me read. Let me read on. Mm-hmm. Hillman, the guy who said, "Oh my gosh, that's cute," and then wait, how did the hats get on there? Mm-hmm. Hillman. Hillman runs the animal advocacy organization, whose slogan is a pigeon positive movement.
2: Wait a minute, what? Their slogan is a pigeon positive movement. Yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad slogan. It's not a good slogan, but it's a pigeon advocacy group. Okay, whose head,
0: whose whose head of the organization mm-hmm. saw the cowboy hats on the pigeon, and his first thing was, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cute. cute.
2: Okay. Well, he's being positive about pigeons. I
0: mean, there's a lot to be... There's a lot to talk about here. He said... Then I had to ask myself, who did that? Who made them? Uh, is it going to impede their flight or attract predators? Did they glue the little
2: hats on or tie them on? What kind of predators? Is, is there a bird that's attracted to cowboy hats? Is that a... Are there predators that are... Well, they're very... They're red and
0: yellow. They're bright colors. Mm. So... Anything, you know, like a cat, it'll drive a cat crazy and if the if the camouflage pigeon not wearing a hat <laughs> is in the same area, the cat's going for the red hatted pigeon.
2: <laughs> red hatted